Rock the Bottom Podcast with Andrea and Martin begins now. It took, you know, humbling myself first to even be open to learning from other people and getting their perspectives on things and wanting to empathize with their stories. Hey, Martin. Last week, we had that great opportunity to sit down with Bob, known as Robert Lustig. He was the FBI agent, 24 years of service, uh, and then kind of got got into some gray spaces within his job uh, and ended up being arrested and, and served 10 years of incarceration and is still presently, uh, what did he call it? I, I want to say it's home arrest, but it's House arrest. Home, or home confinement. Or home confinement. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so he was... We sat down, we had this great conversation with him. He shared his story. And I feel like for, for both of us, you know, the themes that sort of came up were for sure, we were talking a lot about um, compassion and um, the humanity of his experience and how perception plays into all of that. And so it was really cool to be able to sit, sit with him after his interview and just have a conversation about compassion and how that kind of plays in to the rock bottom experience and and by deepening our compassion, whether externally or internally, that that fuels our healing in our rock bottom. No, it, it really was compelling and really refreshing, I would say, to hear just the sheer humility that he spoke about, you know, within himself to go from a decorated 24-year officer in the FBI to someone who was cleaning defecation off of toilets from inmates who purposely did that just to to humiliate him and to kind of get back at him and how he used that to actually draw himself closer to those who were incarcerated those whom he had judged and and condemned and and held biases against and how that really got him in touch with his own humanity and how he needed to you know really kind of deconstruct who he was as this decorated officer to who he ultimately wanted to become, which is a person who is a part of the solution and helping to bring people together and bridging those gaps. And this this roundtable discussion that ensued is one that I think everybody can learn from. One of the things that I'm, I'm enjoying about season two, that we're having the opportunity to sit down and speak kind of more informally uh, outside of the interview of their story and just share all, you know, each of our own rock bottoms and some of the themes that have come up for us and seeing that there are these links, right? That there is this connection between everyone, that that there are mirrored experiences and it just brings us so much closer to each of our guests and to each other in terms of what our experience was, but that also here others are having these universal experiences alongside us. It's so cool, Martin. It really is. And we would more than love to hear from you guys what you think about this added component to season two. Again, it's just a way of of helping to bridge that gap even more of showing how we are all interconnected and to kind of do it in a more kind of loose, kind of more informal way where it's not the typical interview format, but really bring into light really fruitful uh, conversations that frankly, I think we all need to hear from other people and to have for ourselves. And so we do hope that you all enjoy this added component to season two. Yeah. And a constant reminder, you know, that we're all in this together. So let's drop into that conversation.
Let's do it. The three of us, we've all experienced our own rock bottom. Though you and, and Martin have had a similar experience in terms of where that rock bottom, you know, occurred, we've all touched in our own stories about that piece of compassion. And and you, Bob, kind of illustrated that for you that that hit that by being more compassionate externally, you cultivated a deeper compassion for yourself. And I, in my story, I, as I started to be kinder to myself, I found that I just had this like surplus of kindness for those around me. And Martin, I'm curious to know for you, the compassion piece, did that come from a similar place as like externally first, or did you experience it internally? For me, Bob mentioned the humility, right? The humility had to come first because like Bob, I was also very egotistical and self-centered and self-absorbed. It was all about me, right? Everybody had to, you know, and, and I live for people to, you know, to tell me how great I was. But it was once I was, you know, not so great because I was confined and sentenced to 17 and a half years and this was going to be my new world that I had to navigate, it took you know, humbling myself first to even be open to learning from other people and getting their perspectives on things and wanting to empathize with their stories to be able to make those connections. But it had to start for me. And it sounds like with Bob as well, that humility piece had to kind of be the prerequisite to, you know, the greater uh, understanding and, and connection with humanity. Well put. If this is true for the three of us then do we see it as a universal in terms of people experiencing like rock bottom that this is sort of this is sort of the the piece that comes this is one of the gifts that uh that emerges when we when we deepen that awareness of others or deepen that awareness of ourselves i i agree with what you're saying i i understand your your train of thought there for me for me it was all about you know the journey of not thinking that I, I was who people made me out to be and realizing that I did have faults and I wasn't, you know, Captain America. Dealing with those issues as best I could in order to open my heart up so that I could have respect for people that were going through a similar situation. Everybody's hell is relative. Martin and I are, are doing time. Somebody might get a flat tire on a highway. It's not our right to say that our situation's worse. Perception is reality. And if you perceive your pain to be the greatest, well, that's okay because it's your pain. It's not right for myself or anyone else to tell you that the hurt you feel isn't as good or as bad or as the hurt that I feel. What I should do as a, a fellow human being who's loving and caring, and I should immediately agree with you that your pain is your own. And I should ask you what I can do to help alleviate that. Because if I don't do that, then I'm not showing your pain the same respect that I show my own. 
and that will that'll end up causing more problems. That'll let the ego back in, and it will squelch the heartbeat that I talked about with Martin that you need to let people feel. I really feel that uh, we have to empathize. We have to understand. We have to understand. We have to we have to acknowledge other people's pain, other people's suffering, other people's health. And we have no right to judge. I always told guys that I, when I was in, they'd be like, I can't believe you're not judging me. I'm a thug from, you know, inner city Baltimore. You're like a FBI guy. Yet you're the one who's like breaking bread with me. And the, my own people are ignoring me. You're not even judging me. And I would tell them, look, those days for me are over. I get no time to judge another man. I'm too busy judging myself. But I want, and, and, and I think, I think you're, you're absolutely right in that I think if it was a perfect world and we always, you know, everybody likes to say that they adhere to, the, to these principles as, you know, of treating people the way you want to be treated and living by the golden rule and, you know, judge not lest ye be judged. But we know practically we do judge, right? And 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 for a host of reasons, we grew up in families and neighborhoods, and and you know we we take in all these messages from you know the media and school and 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 you know just just people that are in our in our worlds, and we form these biases, right? We form these judgments. We do prejudge based on external characteristics. So, are you saying then, Bob, that we change our perception? by having that close social interaction with people that don't look like us, don't come from our backgrounds, don't, I mean, how do we get there in the absence of that? Because there are, there are, you know, communities across this world that where they will only live in their social enclave and they, they primarily stick to that. So how, so is there hope for those people to also come to, 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 to this change reality that Bob has come to because they probably won't find themselves in prison at some point or they won't <laughs> have to go live in a neighborhood that's predominantly of another race or, or socioeconomic background. So how do we get there otherwise? The irony to me right now is I'm looking at how we get there. We get there because of people like you two. We get there because you're willing to take your time out to educate other people that will be listening to this and showing them that it can be done. So it's ironic to me that you're the one asking the question when actually you're the answer. It's important that you realize that you two need to realize that one minute of this podcast can change multiple lives. And the, the cross that you've chosen to bear will, will bring fruit. It will bring fruit because you care for the right reason. You're not doing this because you want to sound good on the radio. You're doing this because you care about people. And the more people that listen and adopt the same attitude, Maybe one person from that group you spoke of that doesn't want to hear it. Maybe one person hears it 
and then another person hears it, and maybe several people listen to someone like yourselves, and then they see that race, creed, color, religion doesn't matter. It's what's inside the person. And before we know it, you're chipping away at the iceberg, and all of a sudden a big chunk of ice falls into the ocean, and then maybe you don't see the result as much as you'd like to in your lifetime, but your children continue your journey, or the children of the people that you influence continue that journey, and that's how change will come. Just like you didn't give up on yourself, Martin, you didn't give up on yourself when you were incarcerated, don't give up on them. Keep doing what you do. You two keep doing what you feel you need to do, and it's going to make a difference. I love it. That's beautifully said. I don't even need to add anything to that. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been such a beautiful opportunity to share time with you, Bob. And, uh, you know, I, I tend to be the one that, that says this, but just I'm always all about like the raw and the authentic because I know that in this space where we are connecting, even if it's through a podcast, that we're witnessing each other's struggle and that that struggle is always universal, that when we can get down to that space where we're struggling, and like you said, it's relative, right? Struggle is also relative. So whatever your story is or Martin's story or my story or our other guests or our listeners, the struggle is the, it's the entry point to where we are all so deeply connected. And, and your story was just a, a beautiful testament to that and what you've embodied in terms of how, you know, Bob 2.0 is now moving in the world is nothing short of visual testimony uh, to that. And Thank you. we're just so grateful to have had you. It's, uh, it's been a lovely pleasure to, to speak with both of you. And it's not easy, but I know that there's somebody out there listening who's had trouble opening up about, you know, how they feel regarding what they're going through. Maybe by seeing someone who was at the pinnacle of law enforcement, was the highest decorated uh, FBI agent in counterintelligence cleaning toilets and feeling better about that than some of the stuff I did while I had a badge, um, maybe it'll, it'll help them realize that, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and whatever you're going through doesn't have to define you. And like I said, God's delay is not his denial. God doesn't necessarily follow our timeline because if we did, we wouldn't learn about ourselves as much. And I think that's his ultimate goal, to make us love ourselves and then love others. So a little bit of delay, you learn a lot more. You know, I think that uh, people like yourselves who open up forums like this, uh, it's important because it's the only way that people like myself will have an opportunity to help people that are like your listeners because we're all in the same boat and a lot of days it's sinking you just got to learn how to bail beautiful we can help each other bail you know 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bob. It was an absolute honor and pleasure to have met you and had this very critically important conversation. Thank you so much for being here with Rock the Bottom. And thank you guys. And, and uh, please continue to do what you're doing because you're saving lives. Appreciate it, Bob. Rock the Bottom Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, or share.